we are live from Nubian Human in the Anacostia Art Center in historic Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C. And this is the Neighborish Livecast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible. Super. And with me, as always, is our feminine energy. Butter pecan. Hey, butter pecan. Butter pecan. She's a, a, a personal trainer and fitness guru, Miss Fruit Fit herself. Fruit Fit. Jones. Hey. So glad to have you here. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's good mm -hmm. to have you. And sitting on the end of the table, holding it down, hey. is the DC's native son. Hey. The SE3 representative. Hey. Jason, what's up, brother? Good morning, brother. Hey. Always good to see you, sir. Indeed, likewise. And we got a great show for you today because, as you can see, live via satellite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this dude is arguably one of the best <coughs> lyricists that DC has ever produced. He's definitely top five caliber. I think it, uh, for for DMV, not even DMV, for most artists, like he's in your top five, right? W where where does he rank in my top five, Dave? That's a good question. Oh, you don't remember? Yeah, I remember you saying he was in there, but where is he at? Where does he rank in my top five? Where do you think? Uh, where do you think you, you rank in my top five, XO? Probably number one. Indeed. Probably number one. My Spanish. man. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, uh, he said that with so much humility. Right, right. Well, he know me and I know him. So. Yeah, probably yeah. number one, yeah. yeah probably. And my, my top ten changes frequently, but he's definitely... Uh, uh, a staple in it though he's always there um, his latest musical sir. offering is a masterfully woven lyrical tapestry of anecdotes you wrote allegories. that Dave you wrote them words oh that's copy paste right there okay <laughs> tapestry <laughs> nigga what hold on stay with me yeah it is, uh, that presents an accurate snapshot of the struggles successes emotions and spirit of our local and global community the project is called Culture Over Corporate, and the artist is none other than Uptown XL. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? How y'all doing? Man, so good to have you with us, man. I remember uh, uh, when, when uh, Jay told me that you agreed to do it, I immediately flashed back to, it had to be like maybe eight years ago now at uh, mm. Jamila's birthday party. We had a brief conversation, and I was mm. like, man, you the one, bruh. Like, like after mm. seeing you perform a few times at, at uh, Pure, before, I mean, at Bar None, before it was Pure, and then Pure, yeah. you know, I was like, this dude got it, man. I've always felt that way. So it's, it's real cool to have you here, you know, to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you about your, your, your musical journey and what you got out right now that's, that's dope. And I just found out it's a whole second version of it that's out that I ain't even heard yet <laughs> that I got to go pick yeah. up. So, uh, Check that out. Definitely, definitely. So we're going to get into all of that. But first, it's a few things going on in the city, in the country, in the world that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. What's going on, Dave? We're going to talk about it right now. So um, as most of you already know, it was announced uh, last week that none of the three officers who fired more than 20 bullets into Breonna Taylor's home on March 13th. Uh, six of those bullets, of course, struck Taylor and caused her death. None of those are uh, none of those officers, excuse me, uh, will be charged with murder. And in a move that some say as insult to injury, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron also announced that only one indictment will be handed down to Brett Hankinson. Uh, he was charged with three counts of wantonly endangering Taylor's neighbors because three of the bullets he fired went through a wall into a neighboring apartment. 
Hankerson was fired back in June. Now, um, Cameron, the uh, Attorney General Cameron said that the other officers, Jonathan Mattingly and Miles Cosgrove, were justified for firing for self-defense because Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, admittedly <coughs> fired what he said was a, a warning shot that police say struck Mattingly in the thigh. Now, we, we talked about this, you know, a couple of times, and I think, Jay, you, you alluded to the fact that um, her boyfriend firing that shot was going to make it extremely difficult. I told you they well, was going to use that. Yeah. Now, now when the when the um, when the announcement was made, I immediately heard Jay's voice saying, <laughs> "This is the, the system doing exactly what it was designed to do." Correct. Is, is that the sentiment, Jay? Well, I mean, and I'm glad we got XO on here today because we share yeah, a lot definitely. of the same same ideology. But um, you know, for the the the. I guess the contradicting element in this story is that black people in America thought that there would be justice. Mm -hmm. And that is the underlying problem of our lack of progress and our lack of um, uh, mobilization and unification is that we are giving uh, too much credit or hope. We're putting too much of our hope and emotion into this, into this system, expecting you know, justice, expecting equality, expecting to be treated fairly when there is absolutely no evidence for, you know, um, that, you know, them give, you know, us giving them our energy and our hope and our, you know what I'm saying, our, you know, our, our vibrations. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's unfortunate that these occurrences have to happen over and over and over and over again. And we still like, oh, justice for such and such. Really? Like, uh, you know, so, but I'm not knocking nobody, but, you know, there are certain uh, demographic of the, of the people on the planet who have an understanding of what this system of uh, um, oppression is in this country and how it operates, so. Right. Yeah. Hey, Exo, do me a favor. Hey, turn your yeah. uh, can you turn your phone to the side? Let me see if the uh, the long version will change how our view is. You know, like uh, is it gonna? Hell no. Uh, no nah, it didn't. Okay. No, no. Nah, nah, I thought it was gonna reorient. You know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, so um, we good, right? We good, yeah, right? We good though. We good. I was, uh, you know. So um, another discussion that we've had that kind of plays into this discussion is um uh, jay you also brought this up about uh the discussion about black women feeling protected by black men and um you know it's it's tough because in a situation like this um i don't know if there was anything you know more that her boyfriend could do you know in yeah situation. i mean and 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 it leaves us with a, a sense of helplessness a sense of you know um but it don't have to be that way but you know and speaking on that uh, I, I definitely want to hear from Patrice. Hmm. You want me to start now? <laughs> well, I mean, I ain't know if Dave was finished. Oh, no, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, so is it, you want to know if, if, if well, black women, if I feel Well, I guess after, after, the, after the Brianna uh, case, you know, the sentiment was, you know, I kept seeing these posts and memes like, oh, the black, the Malcolm X quote, you know, the black woman is the least most disrespected yeah yeah and all of these things then you know all of these protect black women protect black women protect black women whereas though ashley the the the, the boyfriend who was you know whose uh obligation it was you know he hit off because he thought somebody was busting in their joint and that's what he's supposed to do he's supposed mm -hmm. to hit off and mm -hmm. uh so and then in regards to 
like protecting her from from the uh the the judgment of the what's his nigga name daniel cameron <coughs> yeah yeah um yeah, yeah I, so i guess the the question oh, oh, from to his you, perspective an intruder at, at, at that point Right, exactly. Yeah, so he yeah. dude was doing his job as yeah, as her mate. Like that's what he's supposed right. to do. He's supposed to, you know, right. what I'm saying, protect the home and protect her. But I guess the some of the sentiment is that oh, now that this has happened to Brianna, which is doesn't make a lot of sense that black women are feeling more of the weight of not feeling protected because this right. could happen to her and then there's no justice. But right, right. you know, so, but the question yeah. is really to the government. But yeah, what do you so have? two uh, two things. So first, I want to touch on. <sighs> that just gave me a, some type of feeling. But the first thing I want to touch on is that not nobody's really talking about this. Number, you know, the system is doing exactly what it's designed to do. But nobody is talking about the fact that they threw out the obtainment of the warrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of the entire and investigation. That, and so narrative now. that was the biggest problem. With a, well, of course, the whole killing was the biggest problem. But the biggest problem from a legal standpoint was the obtainment of the no-knock warrant. Yeah. They took that out of the investigation. Once I watched, I, I watched a little bit of the um, attorney talking about, yeah, the prosecutor talking. As soon as he said that, as soon as he said that the obtainment of the warrant was thrown out of the investigation, I turned it off. Because I already yeah. knew. Yeah. I was like, oh, they not going after the right folk. They ain't, mm-hmm. ain't going to be nothing. So the second thing is, so you, you guys know how I feel about this whole, every time I see some memes or somebody talk about the black woman in my timeline, I, I, I press on this feminist movement. We are so, you know, the women are like, they, we don't, we say that we don't feel protected. It's just like if you go into a relationship and you take all of the baggage from all of your relationships and you go into this one relationship, you're going to, your mind is going to shape exactly how you allow yourself to be treated and exactly how you move. Mm-hmm. And so if we allow the media to continue to, um, to, to downgrade our men um, and tell us that we are not protected and only put stories that speak to, you know, us, us feeling like, it's like that babysits our feelings and we, and we mm-hmm. tend to go with that instead of knowing that you know old school old school women know this like you know the man sleeps near the door the woman doesn't answer the door the man answers the door like little things like that within our household if we start there then we'll know we are protected we are like i don't i don't feel like i'm not protected i i you know i don't ever speak that I not even tell my son, who's 14, to take care of the young ladies around him. We got to change the narrative and stop allowing the media to make us feel a certain way. Like Jay said, that brother did exactly what he was supposed to do. Like, and I don't feel any, I don't feel like he did anything wrong. He did and, exactly and he what he didn't go to do. on or on court because, you know, they offered him the bread, too, to say that she was doing drugs mm-hmm. right, he's like right. nah just give me right. my time i ain't gonna do that yeah. so he just yeah. held it down all right. the way around all the, the way through yeah. Yeah. all the way through and through so yeah. I, I i definitely i i feel protected on day to day i feel protected with y'all sitting right here like you know i don't oh. ever it's the way that we look at our men i don't i don't view our men in the light that the media tells us to view our men first of all mm-hmm. i don't even pay attention to the media um that's that's problem number one we we 
go with what's mainstream with the black man and it, and it perpetuates, it, it's perpetuated through and through and how we relate to them and how we respond to them and how mm -hmm. we treat them in relationships. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, like you said, the, uh, but, but like you said, that's more, that's kind of, it's manufactured, right? That whole idea of black men not supporting and not protecting black women is the, the, the imagery that's portrayed on a regular basis. So that's what you start to believe, even though it's, it's um, you know, not true, basically. It's, it's, there well, no, hold on. Like, to be real, and I want to hear XO's thoughts on this, yeah, too. I but I don't even want to say that it's, it's completely not true, per it's se. Based in because facts, there are nice. some black men who haven't been trained. Right. There are, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to, yeah. to, to understand what a woman is. Well, what a black woman is. And so there are men in our communities who don't know the value of, of a black woman and don't know their role in their obligation to protect black women. So it's not completely false, but a lot of us, men and women, have not been uh, uh, informed of who and what we are. So then that way we will naturally protect ourselves, men and women. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on the whole uh, black women not feeling protected and or the Brianna uh, case, XO. Um, the black woman not feeling protected thing is like, it's crazy to me because, uh, you know, it's always been um, cases where we as a people have been vulnerable, right? Then we look at it, um, taking it a further, uh, a step back in time where times was was much more harsh and the way oppression was uh toward us you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and did the black woman back then not feel protected you know what i'm saying you had women like Harriet tubman that, that 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 just had god at the fourth at the forefront of her uh her mindset <clears throat> and let that be the uh the, the god and light and i think that everybody should always stand on god you know what i'm saying because when you look at the great men of the world that died, you know what I'm saying, for us, like like Martin Luther King, like Malcolm X, they put God first. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We can't, how can you be strong without putting God first? How can you be really 100% confident if you don't really have God behind you? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that people need need, need to fall, fall, fall on God, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and he will be our strength, you know what I'm saying? Like he has been in the past, you know what I'm saying? When we got through those times, like I said, that were much more harsh than the times we're going through right now. <clears throat> Indeed. And um, Breonna Taylor's situation, um, I think that was a messed up situation, man, but the, um, these things are gonna keep happening to us um, in court and in law until we as a people uh, build up the courage enough for real, for real, um, to fight with God behind us. You know what I'm saying? Because um, when you look in the past, even even in Scripture, that's what the people had to do, man. You got to fight oppression. You know what I'm saying? It's like, for instance, if you have a kid that's going to school, your kid may be getting bullied at school. You may take your kid out of one school, put him into another school. The kid is still getting bullied. Right. So now, now you may come to a point where, well, what, well, what can I do? Everywhere I send my kid or everywhere we move, he's getting bullied. So it's a 
an inner thing that has to be an inner light that has to be uh, uh, to come out of the shadows right. Right. Of, uh, of that doubt or that fear, whatever. Once, once we as a people can come out of that light, I mean, out of, out of those shadows and step into the light, we can be strong and, and take down this bully that has been bullying the indigenous people around the planet, poor people around the planet, people of color around the planet. But we can't ask the bully for our lunch back or for our land back, for our gold, our natural resources back when they took it. We got to fight and actually take on the mentality of the bully, but, but, but use it in a godly way not and not abuse it and not uh, um, use that as the upper hand on people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Just like rest in peace, Chad, Chadwick uh, Bozeman, the brother that died from Black Panther. Yeah. They in, in, in the movie, they had a, um, a secret metal in their city. That metal, um, I forgot what it was called. Vibranium. They, they, they wanted, vibranium. Vibranium. They wanted to preserve it. They they didn't want it out there like that because they know the mentality of the people. They would abuse it and come up with things that would maybe hurt people with it. Yeah. yeah. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah, so they kept yeah. it a secret. And then they hid it within their community. The only superhero that had the vibranium was Captain America in his shield. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So and they stole yeah, that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can we can we talk about this? And uh oh. I, I would love. To, yeah. Uh oh. This yeah, me yeah, and my girlfriend was talking about this. She and she on a. Why? Why doesn't anybody talk about the fact that all of these families at some point have taken a payout? Yeah. yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? I mean, excuse my now language, man. Look. I'm, nah, that that burns see. me up. Yeah. Somebody, no. if some, if I thought somebody killed my son, I don't care how much money you give me. I I don't understand that. And people are say, well, you don't know how to. No, I can tell you. My no, yeah. I I, yeah. I don't understand that. And to, like to your point, um, XO, if we we aren't we aren't fighting like we aren't. We're, and people say, no, we're fighting, you know, with civility. What? What? That sounds like an oxymoron. See, somebody, 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 write this, somebody write. I, I just, I don't understand it. What would you say, Axel? Somebody, somebody that know, that, that know history, right? And, 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 and know that scripture, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we already know, man, look, Jesus got tested on the mountaintop yep. with, the, with the devil. So that 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 particular test is gonna come for everybody at at some point in their life. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and that's the time you gotta side with God, and then use God to really be your guide as far as decision making. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? And we're not gonna know what to do if we don't have that divine decision making to really back up what we're doing. And if we can look at the great people for that, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. It was divine decision making that even made them uh, uh, be immortal for the, the world to have to end for them to be irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Based on what they stood for, based on what was already man up in the word, man, real life. But I mean, I, I, I got to just talk like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At some point, we gotta. At some point, we have to. Well, I mean, physically the, fight. The, the I, thing is, it's like uh, right. collectively, we don't know how to fight. 
Like right. how to organize. The only way you learn how to fight is is within your own culture. And so uh you know, we from being small children, we buy in into the indoctrination of this culture that isn't ours. You know, as soon as we come out the womb, they give mm. us their vaccines, right? Yeah. Then they yeah. give us their, their uh, GMO foods that start going into our body and start working. You know what I'm saying? So the vaccine's working in our body. Then the GMO food starts working in your mm-hmm. body. Then you get sent to school. And then, you know, then the... Uh, you know the the, the mind science uh, uh, of of the enemy starts working into your body, and so by the time you become at the age where you recognize that things are off, which is about thirteen to fourteen years old, you've already been scientifically preconditioned to be a a, a, a robot of a, of American culture. You know what I'm mm. saying? So it's like if we're not taking our own initiatives from pre-birth and, and studying you know, our history and what works for us, what would be best for us, not best for quote unquote the United States, but what foods should we be eating? Like what information should we be giving to our children uh, when they're four, five, six years old? Which, what images should they see? What music should they be listening to? What color should they see in their household? And then, th- because at some point, every human being is gonna get rebellious against society because it's a corrupt program. And typically that age from working with youth, it's around 13, 14 years old that youngest be like, yo, mm-hmm. this shit wild. So, mm-hmm. and we call it rebelling or acting out, mm-hmm. but it's like, nah, they just know what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on. They're they are, they're, they're their truest self. Mm-hmm. And, they, and so yeah. they like, yo, so they start bucking the system, which they should do because the system yeah. is some shit and this system is corrupt and, and, and evil and, you know what I'm saying, manipulative and oppressive. And they start figuring that shit out and then we get mad at them. But they are actually uh, naturally, like, like what XO was saying, the God in them is mm-hmm. rebelling against what they're seeing. Like, yo, this shit wild. Like fuck this shit, fuck this school, or fuck what my mother talk about, or fuck, because yeah, you know, well, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? With that being said, I do think that uh, it's the responsibility of the parent, and I'll let Patrice speak to this, just because, you know, you've had, you know, raising a teenage son, um, it's your responsibility, right, as a parent to, to guide that uh, that fire. But if the parent way, don't know, that's, that's right, the yeah, point yeah, I was trying to make. That's the yeah. point I was alluding to. Is it the responsibility of the parent to make sure that the kid passes the school? The parent can only drop the kid off at school when it, when it comes to them tests and them assignments. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's on the child, you know what I'm saying? Because now we in a generation of uh, me. I, I was just like, I had parents, but the way our lifestyle was, it was almost like I was an orphan a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was getting evicted a, a lot of my life. My pops wasn't around. He moved out of the country when I was like 12 in the sixth grade. Mm. I ain't see him like that after that. You know what I'm saying? Moms always had a full-time job and was always in school. I was a latchkey kid. I was going back and forth to school by myself. Yeah, so... Uh, this, this speaks to what I think we talked about last week when I was telling you guys that I treated, I started treating my son like a man when he was like set six, seven years old. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, XO, you referred to being a latchkey kid and all of those things and, uh, you know, the dad not being in the house and your mother, mother working. That's where, like, the conversations come in to, with the children. And, and one thing we have to figure out as adults, if we don't know, we have to seek knowledge. If you 
if you don't if you don't have knowledge of self, at least try to seek knowledge of self. But the but the problem is, to Jay's point, um, we're so programmed that we lose the zest for knowledge. Like we don't we or we even are, are against learning. Like we rebel against it because we've been taught all of these things that we think are of us, but essentially they are not. And we have to seek knowledge. We have to read. We have to, you know. I, I tell my son about himself and if he pushes back like Jay said my son my son started doing that when he was like 11 years old he said ma I just do not like school and, and we have to allow them to have that feeling I told him son I didn't like it either right. and then I told him the story of when I was in ninth grade I went to my religion teacher and was like I don't want to go to confession and talk to this third party I'm not feeling it so you have yeah. to you have to let them we have, as parents, have to allow them to awaken, and then we en encourage that awakening with knowledge of self. But first, we have to have it ourselves, and therein lies the battle because a lot of us don't even know where to begin to seek knowledge of self beyond uh, beyond enslavement. Right, and and that's kind of where I was going with it is that the responsibility of the parent to guide that fire. To, to take that rebellion that they see and turn and mold it because um, the thing is like like you said Jay the kids uh, at a certain age when you start to get to that age of understanding and knowledge you start to get gain this um, this bit of wisdom these little pieces but it's not all there like you don't have the wherewithal of you know what to do with it of where to take it and so mm -hmm. you start just throwing it everywhere and that's why your parents catch it your grand anybody trying to be an authority figure to you um, catches it and. You know, like you said, the parents right now don't really understand like how to take that and harness it and say, no, this is your power. This is your. I think you called last last week. You talked about the, the superpower, right? Was it you that said it? Or um, I don't know. But yeah, that this sound is like some shit I say. Yeah, that that fire is your superpower, <laughs> but you have to know how to use it. It's like if nobody taught uh, Superman right. how to use his powers, you know, it'd be like uh, you saying bright burn. Nah. Movie. Anyway, but yeah, you know what though? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody hold, hold on, who taught Superman? He kept going back, and um, he went back to that chamber. You know, what I'm oh, saying? Oh, you talking about Superman? Yeah, yeah. But he basically yeah, he taught himself, though, didn't he? It was, it was, it was certain things he taught himself, but his pop still left enough information. Oh, cause what's his name? Jarrell, yeah, Jarrell, and uh, his, 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 his name was Jarrell. Yeah, it was between Jarell. his father and um. And his uh, Earth, you know, okay, okay, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That gave him a uh, shout out to the malls. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, but yeah. So nah, that was a little like that was a little. They know what they talking about. The Superman, we the Superman. Exactly. You know exactly. Like, that, that was the point I was making last week. Got like out of the way, but like when it comes to time to save the world, it's a lot of men out here. That's 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 want to be on the front line. That's gonna be the superhero. That's gonna be more famous than Jay Z. Jay Z gonna be irrelevant. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That time coming. It's people. coming now. It's yes. getting close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then people that's keep living for uh, materialism. So that right. that be the main reason they can't go so hard because they got too much material attachment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When 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 the essence of our yeah. soul is immaterial. You know what I'm saying? That's yes. our forever state of being. Our spirit. Stand. That's forever. We only we only human temporarily. So this should be looked at as a school and the oppression is is messed up. A lot of things going on, but it's not um, the totality of our life as a soul, which is is forever. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
mm-hmm. lot of these things be tests. A lot of things be drama. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This life drama. That's where theater came from. But it'd be mm-hmm. the drama to teach us a lesson and to get us and to put us on point. And we know what we need to do, but the leaders that we have, they just scared because, like I said, it's the material attachment and the fame and the ego and the, and, and, and the uh, attention. So what we need to do, Axel? Oh, what we need to do? Man. That's yeah, question, I know. Right? And hurry up and answer that shit. I know, I know, I know exactly what we need to do. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I'm, you know I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. Man, man, the best thing people could do, man, is get closer to God. Because how can you be in a state where you're ready to die at any moment for your people if you're not ready to really meet the creator who 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 gave the strength to Moses? Well, Moses was the first one, like, man, let not let our people go, man. Look, let our people go, man. All right, look, well, we just gonna warn you that. And it was a fight, but it was a fight with some 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 divinity behind it. It wasn't just us trying to like use the guns we got right against against these people. Like that's not gonna work. They're gonna they're gonna mess us up bad. You know what I'm saying? Like if we try to take that route and do it without God. That's why it ain't been working so far now. Mm-hmm. And we ain't got no leaders that's that that's about God enough that can articulate to the hood enough for real for real. Not even Farrakhan. Nope. Not even him. Nope. They can't do it because um, uh, 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 man, the, the the material attachment, like I said, the ego, man, and, and a person's own individual uh self determination. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's um, you, you mentioned know, sometimes Farrakhan. that can be a person who is worship. Yeah, you uh, you you mentioned Farrakhan, and that's a great uh, segue into uh this interview man because i heard you had that that farrakhan that snippet of farrakhan speech at the end of the um the first uh uh what was it culture over corporate and uh about being yeah. a man right and, and it led into that song about um yeah that was malcolm X, actually that was malcolm that was malcolm that was Malcolm right there. Oh, okay. Get it together, Dave. Yeah, my fault. Okay, yeah. Jay's going to scold me. After Man, that, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I don't know that if I can go on. Right, right. That was Brother Malcolm. Okay, okay. And to yeah. Exo's point, since you brought up uh, Brother Malcolm, he was like, you know, you got to be willing to pay the price uh, for freedom. And then they asked him. They was like, well, what is the price, Malcolm? You know the answer to that, Exo? Death. Indeed. So, so Malcolm knew what it was. Like Malcolm knew what it was. And then, and then also the other point too. I remember in the in the Haitian Revolution, um, when they when when uh, the French went to go get backup. I think they went and got Britain and somebody else to come back them up. And then they was like when they came over to Haiti, after Haiti yeah. whooped them like the first time, they was like, uh-huh. "Yo, these Bamas don't have. They not scared to die." And that's what scared the British and the right, French army because like, like the Haitians was like, "Yo, we don't," because they did so much prayer that death didn't mean that they were leaving. Right, right. Death just meant that you know what I'm saying they 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 would be carrying on in a different form. And so like the right. British and French army didn't know how to take that. They was like, "Oh, they're not scared to die." Whereas though they just perceived death a different way, they did like like XO was saying it it wasn't the end all be all. It wasn't the totality of their existence. They was like, yo, we're not going to live in this dimension in this form in this way. 
So it's like we about to put it all on the line to change that shit over. And uh, that's why they won. Yeah. They wasn't holding on yeah. to the material. That whole concept came from, 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 from Egypt, man, where Moses went to learn that, where Jesus went to learn that, the, yeah. con the monotheistic concept. That's where that whole uh, 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 ideology, or, 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 or that's where that comes from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The hereafter in Islam. You know what I'm saying? I'm Muslim. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. like, uh, uh, you know, it's a lot of detail in the hereafter. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of emphasis on, oh, this is this temporary. This is a test. None of this ain't even real for real. For real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a lot of emphasis on that. So, um, in the midst of everything going on, a lot of people will be talking about like the stuff that's going on. Always remind people, guess what? Life is still good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the midst of all that, you can find, look how we found joy, man, even on the plantations, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, and I wanted to, uh, wanted to talk to you about um, that sentiment that seems to be heavy in your music. Uh, you talk about... Um, you know, a lot of the social issues that's going on today and a lot of the things things that's happening and, and your point of view. And like I said, it's kind of like, a, you know, a snapshot of like the spirit of how people feel. And uh, first of all, I appreciate you for that, for providing that kind of voice. But um, I wanted to ask you, how important do you think or do you think it's important for artists, you know, to, to, to speak on social issues in their art and, and, and kind of give a voice to, you know, people who may not have that voice? It, it it is important, man, because that's that's what motivated me to be the type of artist that that I am today, man. Like uh, D Max, Tupac, um, Bob Marley, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Michael Jackson, definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even young Michael Jackson would, would would have political records on his joints. That's what that's what opened up my eyes early, man. Mm. They don't care about us, you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, grew up in the 80s, Michael Jackson was my number one artist, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, too, I mean, he was early on, 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 on that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's how some of the knowledge is passed down, the, the alternative information that's not going to be in school, because school is, is, is mainly going to build a person up to have the fundamentals of understanding. Based on, that fund based on the fundamentals of understanding, now you can build. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you can learn whatever you want with mathematics and, and had to have an understanding of mathematics. Now you can go in a certain direction. Having an understanding of language, now you can go in a certain direction. History, a certain direction. Science, you can go in a certain direction. So, so that that's that's why school um, is important. You know what I'm saying? So a person can have the fundamentals to be able to do what they want to do for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, like I always tell people. Um, like in school, we knew the uh, the worst students, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I was job popular in school. I got evicted a lot. Went to a lot of schools. Mm. Went to DC schools. Went to Maryland schools. So it's like everywhere I went, I had to make a new impression. Right. I had to start all over again. You know what I'm saying? We got evicted. I had to start my wardrobe all over again. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I I had to have a lot of pizzazz, man. Everywhere I went, new neighborhood. New, I gotta have a new impression around this new neighborhood I'm living in now. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I I, I think that, uh, you know, me young, 
like I said, having a roam in the hallway mentality, going through school, not really considering the full extent of my future. That's how I got lost in the songs. But until I started listening to rappers like Tupac, that made me like want to learn on my own and study on my own and pick up a book on my own. So I think it's important for artists to really like uh, 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 not just have the cookie cutter subject matter. So I'm gonna talk about ladies. I'm talking about my hood where I grew up, and uh, I'm gonna talk about this liquor that I'm promoting. We'll do about yeah, that's the cookie yeah. cutter. Yeah, it's like yeah. now nah, we gotta get more creative than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and have yeah, a yeah. wide variety of subject matter. Even though Tupac was talking about thugging it out and outlaws, and he still had subject matter, a wide variety of subject matter. I right, think that's right. what um, the older generation wants out of the youth. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate the style, but it's like uh, the subject matter is it's, it's like it's like come on, we can do better than that. You know what I'm saying? That's right, why I respect right. uh, the young rapper Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, little baby song, New Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just gonna that, ask you who you listen cool. to, who you like. Right I now. listen to everybody, you know. Um, right. Mainly, mainly my my crew. Okay. Aline Bilal, Dosi Capone, Gordo Brega, JG Riff, um, Sniper B. Uh, I am Northeast. You know, I, I listen to all the new stuff that come out because I want to hear the energy. I want to hear where, where we at with it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And um, so how does the, the younger style, because like you said, it, it does seem that they, one of the things that they seem to be lacking is that versatility, right? It's like everybody's kind of on the same. You can hear maybe 10 songs on the radio and, and they kind of sound, you know, very similar, if not almost the same. So I mean, yeah. how, does that, how does that affect how you approach your music and how you approach, you know, like like the album per se? Um, it really doesn't. I just do me, man. I don't think about nobody else. I just do me. You know what I'm saying? And when I hear the music, the music really, really speaks to me a lot. So I, I, I really go off that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I, as I zone out, the music itself be telling me what to say sometimes. So, um, yeah, I don't even be thinking about nobody else. You know what I mean? But I got my influences from like Jay Z, DMX. I got influences from the Locks and everybody I listen to. So um, my my lyrical sword, you know, um, it, it it came from studying these guys, but I made my own. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how did you um, like the the title, culture over corporate? Um, is it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory of what it is. But how did you land on that as the title for for this collection of music that you put out? Um, I, I chose culture over corporate because uh. I had a um uh, uh uh I was seeing that everybody had these brands that they was promoting. You know what I'm saying? People had brands that was about weed and brands that was about liquor and um I just I just wanted a brand that was gonna be real beneficial to our community, you know what I'm saying? Instead of uh, individualism come up type of thing. You know what I'm saying? This brand is for everybody to come up. Um, financially and mentally, you know what I'm saying? So culture over corporate is like me, I'm in all local clothing. You know, I'm going to go out my way and even inconvenience myself to shop and empower my own community instead of unconsciously empower the the, the, the our oppressors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. By wearing things that they not going, they not going, you know what I'm saying? Coming to the hood ever, right. you know? Right, So, uh, what, what's the quote, um... 
somebody said for every Gucci buy three FUBU or some shit like that. Yeah. Then Jay Z said something like that. I've been on that, you know what I'm saying? I got on Gucci shades right now, but I got on all popular, you know what I'm saying? That's like a new store. My man Gordo Black, I got us on George Avenue right now. It's like I'm I'm always gonna be promoting um our people, our culture, you know what I'm saying? And that, and that use with that mentality, that's how we're gonna build each other up. You know what I'm saying? If you cook, I should be buying food from you. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you make clothes, I should be buying your clothes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Jay Sun got on my shirt. My my, my right XO, baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about. That's how we can um unconsciously empower each other. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. Speaking you know? of that shirt, man, that's one of the dopest logos I've seen in a while. You've had that for a minute. Who Thanks. who who did that? Did you uh, make the logo or I did um a, a DJ mastermind. He, okay. he worked. He's, he's, he's like he worked with a young dude from uh, Southeast named Uncle John. He's his DJ actually. But me and him, uh, we go way back when I was running around with Wale back then. He was a part of that crew. Okay. So when I when I was on the come up, um, I was like, man, design my logo because he was on this uh, visual art type type stuff and doing Wale covers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, do my jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just kept that same logo throughout the years because I wanted it, I wanted that to be. A consistent thing, you know what I'm saying? Over time, yeah. but like so, so if so if anybody had all my stuff, it would look like a crazy collection from like my albums to my clothes to everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that, that branding, man. That's important. Branding, so, yeah. so you you touched on the, um your time when you was rocking with uh, Wale real heavy, and and I read somewhere yeah. that you guys started out working at DTLR together. Yeah, that's is, is that where you met him? Yeah, that's how I met him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and and around that time, um, you, you him like I what Kenny Burns is that around the same time you met him too? Um, I ain't know Kenny Burns at that time, but Kenny Burns was messing with Wale at that time. Right, right. Um, I, I, I was running around Wale, being this hype man at, at certain shows and stuff like that, and um, just giving us support. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even had no album out. You know what I'm saying? But right, one day, right. um. I'm promoting his mixtape, and you know I I like that vibe anyway because it reminded me of just being on the block and on the strip. You know what I'm saying? Right, the mall right, popping right. and everybody coming through the store, and I'm I, I can sell something. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But now it's music though, and I'm putting my man on, but it still give me that feel. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was I was I was good at that at promoting. You know what I'm saying? So I'm robbing this dude up. He told me he worked with Dipset and Duke Dagon and Will Be Walking. It's my, he was living up Rittenhouse on George and Rittenhouse, mm. and uh, his name is Charles Keys. He was like, man, you selling oh, that's my man, Wale. Chuck. That's yeah. my man. He said, yeah. He said, you selling Wale? What you do? He said, man, I rap too. <laughs> and I spit a verse for him right there. He was like, man, look, man, I'm trying to rock with you, man. Holler at me, man. Hey, Chuck, that nigga too. And, and he helped me put together my first project. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Which is I, called the take I'm, t- I'm taking over the interview now, yeah. XO. Yeah, yeah, right. you, you ready for the real shit? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. This is the last episode of Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as, as a student of, of DC hip-hop in particular, right, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess Wale is probably the representation um, of 
globally. Like if people who don't yes. even know what hip hop is, they be like, you say DC rap. That's what I was going. I know they gonna they gonna say Wale, right? So, yeah. you know, but obviously there's there's been a conversation in the underground in the hoods. You know that Wale ain't yeah. from DC, right? Yeah, so he's not exactly, and so. Uh, but I I would always tell dudes that don't matter, man. Let 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 um, it's like this though, dog. It's like when when when, when I was in the streets, I understood that like to get to a certain level or whatever, woody wop, you gotta like move up. Or when you start getting more product, woody wop, you may have to like go outside of your neighborhood to even move the. The, the 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 new product you have access to or the load the new load you got now so that's where going in the other neighborhoods when you walk worked out at and it's like the same thing but right like to take over you gotta go nah nope let me stop you now because i disagree because you said you said you said it don't matter now the reason you from a, from a from a sales standpoint as far now, as yeah okay but then you're going back into materialism product, and, and all of that thing product. right so the reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason, Representation, you, the reason you are my favorite rapper over Tupac, yeah. over Scarface, over Three Stacks, <laughs> over Lauryn Hill is because, is because I hear a voice that is from my community. I cannot yes. completely relate to Face. Even though Face is an honorary DC rapper, I haven't walked to the corner store in Houston. I haven't been in the shootout right. on the block in Houston. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, you know, uh, Tupac's, you know, what, what right. the grape juice tastes like in, in East right. Marin. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when I listen, yeah. my favorite hip hop album ever is Monumental. Come on. Because Thank it you, paints a picture of everything that I know and I'm familiar with. I can't get that from no Jay-Z album. I can't get that from no Nas album. I can only see and hear the way I speak, the colors that I see, the juices that I drink, the, the lead that's in our water. You know what I'm saying? That And that, that mentality right there is culture over corporate. Right? But that's what I'm saying, because you saying like it don't matter. Like, I like it don't Because I was, I was talking to Big Sean, right? And uh, yes. I was telling him, you know, we big fans of Wale. And I was breaking, you know, he from yes. Detroit, and I was breaking it down. So I was like, yeah, Wale's dope. I'm not hating on him at all. Like, he's a dope-ass MC. He ain't from C. Right, but I was like, he's D. not from D.C. And they ain't really understand what I was talking about. I was like, nah, he's, that's why he kind of coined the term DMV to kind of incorporate. Right. But I understand what you're saying. I, I, it I makes more it sense. Because okay it was at the beginning, and it was like, you know what? I was that close to know that, okay, this dude is going to be the dude to break right, yeah. the door down yeah. for the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, with the Fat Trail, uh, Fat Trail, uh, 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 I linked that situation up with Wale with Fat Trail. And for mm. Wale and for Fat Trail to get with Rick Ross, that right. was at my open mic, uh, Pure Lounge, which I took over, which used to be bar none. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, you know, we got to help each other out in that way. That's culture over corporate, too. You know what I'm saying? Wale uh, uh, put me on in a sense the way as though when I met Judah, um, uh, Wale, I was riding with him and went to the studio with Judah, the producer. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Um, Y'all did the little EP, him. the EP joint. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for Wale. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that's so why then, I always give Wale his props, but yeah, it's just like around so then, the world, because people meet me, they be like, oh, Wale DC. And I be like, I pause. Yeah. I was like, pause. Then Judah, I was like, pause. Then Judah hooked me up. You know what I'm saying? Then it's Judah not necessarily DC. And there's as you know, because right. you know, you you went to school, PG, I got the DC. Record. You know what I'm saying? There is a difference. There is a exactly. difference. And I'm just saying for hip hop, for hip hop, there is no DC dude. That represents yeah. our culture. XO, I know I that was my. Ne- that's going. That's why I was like, "You ready for the real nigga interview?" All right. So, do you feel that you are the best representation of DC hip hop? Not DMV. I do. I do. Nah, DC hip hop. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, that's that's all I got. I'm done, Dave. Yeah. So um, he said uh, his favorite was uh, Monumental. Like uh, after seeing you uh, freestyling and stuff, the first uh, album of yours that I got was One One Ten. That's still my favorite. Like to this day, both of them was that. that like I said, that's with, with with Kenny Burns. Both of them projects and um, Judah. And you took me down to the harbor when they first opened that up mm-hmm. and to the uh, Blind Wino Art Lord joint. That's where I met Kenny Burns. And that's okay. how I was like coming up in the city and buzzing and working with so many people and giving a good impression on so many people. I was buzzing. That's why I met AB a. the Pro, Aline Bilal. Okay. That's like my brother now. You right. Know what I'm right. I don't talk to Wale. I don't talk to um, Judah every day. I don't talk to Kenny Burns. But. Through all that, I got a brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He moved right downstairs. He right downstairs from me now. Y'all whole building is lit, bro. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, if it wasn't for those, if it wasn't for the, all of that, that snowball effect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it wouldn't be no monumental in one more ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he didn't uh, lead me right to Kenny Burns, but it's like, uh, I guess my name just kept coming up enough. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Look. <laughs> I got a question. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Ask? You look like you're about to say no, something. You can't ask. A, I'm you just like you're about to say man, something. Of course, you can ask a question. So, uh, can you speak to the representation of our queens in hip hop and rap? And um, I don't like it. I don't. I don't, I don't like it. The, 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 because it's like um, most of what we see. Shout out to artists like Rhapsody. Shout out to artists like. Um, I'm on the use of show the artists like Saw Rock. You know what I'm saying? Those are my f- three favorite female Mine artists. Mine too. Right you just named my top. Well, I got L Boogie at the top, but she she just retired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Showing up late. But like artists like that one more time. Can you name that one more time for me? Um, that was uh uh Saw Rock. That was Mamona Yusuf and um uh Rhapsody. Okay. Down North Carolina, yeah. And um, Saw Rock from Southeast, Amun and Yusuf, uh, is from like Baltimore, DC, or mm-hmm. DMV, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Jay about to come for you. Know she, <laughs> she, she gets a pass. She does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. But uh, when you got that little WAP movement going on and the, um, uh, 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 the, 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 the vulgarity, um, uh, and in consideration of how offensive the content is, you know, um, you got to be considerate as an artist, man. And it's like the corporations is pushing an inconsiderate mentality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even when I got with Kenny Burns and I started like uh, going in a certain direction, content-wise, right? 
Mm. I had to pull it back. You know what I'm saying? Even like with that on on the one one ten jump, right? When I with, with Raheem, I did the take home record. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that song for real, for real, I'm disrespecting like woman for real, for real. I'm I'm, I'm talking about them in a vulgar way. You know, right now with the mind state I'm in right now, I would never make a song like that about my queens. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right. Mm. Thank you. Or even shed light on wanting a woman that's not uh, of the highest uh, quality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or like the, the best. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the music is affecting our youth in a way, though. They feel as though they need to do what they see. You know what I'm saying? So right. the corporations who, 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 who own these labels, you know what I'm saying? Cardi B and, and um, what's the other chick name that just got shot? Oh, Megan Thee Stallion. They know Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, man. Uh, 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 is going to perpetuate the ratchetness. And these the women that's going to sell lace fronts. They're going to sell weave. They're going to mm-hmm. make the doctors keep being in business with the ass shots and the titties and all that, and they gonna stay in business. And the Chinese lady who own the beauty supply store, this is how they stay in business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but but that doesn't really help us. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's all you know about money. So it's like, hey, it's all about the money. Like That's I said, everybody gonna come to that crossroad. When when God gave you something, and people gonna come and test you to get you to use what God gave you to use for him and for your people. Right. He gonna get you to use it for him. And that's that's what so many of us are falling a victim to. You know what I'm saying? Because we all got gifts. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, but 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 the uh, the underground is meant for the people uh like me. Like they be like, dang you should have been on bro when you walk. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm good bro. I'm supposed to be right here yes. on the ground level at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like where I belong. I don't belong up there. With them, right, right. I don't belong up there with Wale and them up there with them because it's, the, it's a certain purity I got. I gotta have that, and that purity I obtained by staying on the ground level, the underground. Mm-hmm. Have you always felt like Real that life. though? You have you gone through a period where you was like, nah. "Yo, I should be, I should be here." Nah, but studying Islam got me to realize that, like I said, like this is temporary. This is school. This is a test. It's not even real. This is an illusion. You know what I'm saying? Real life, like Indeed. how how significant how significant were like the little kitty relationships we was in the high school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. Compared to the work we was really supposed to be do, doing, and 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 the assignments and the level of scholarship that we supposed to be able to attain to get to the next level, out of school, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. That's what we supposed to be doing here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we supposed to be doing here. In the hereafter, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. It ain't about the glam and glitz, man. Even though that's a temptation here for for for, for the believers. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a temptation. Right. Everybody want that. You know what I mean? How much yeah. time we got, Dave? What's, uh, what's we, time? We can go. We, we, it's twelve eleven right now. We All right. Got time. Yeah. So XO. Yeah. Um. What has given you more artistic? Um. Uh. I guess. I'm trying to say proud, but just like a, a, a smart word for it. Artistic what? Like uh, he's proud of. Like what are you most proud of? Now, are mm. you are you more proud of your accomplishments as a solo rapper or being in the legendary Diamond District? Yeah. 
Um, both. But I like the solo, um, I guess, better because that Diamond District is Odyssey. That was his idea. That was on him. A lot of the organization and the, um, the, the, the vision for it, um, the map for it. To go, that was Odyssey. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't got no control over that. You know what I mean? Right. So um, it was honored. You know what I mean? I'm honored to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Did I, that take I, your I, reach? I so did, did that that did that extend the the brand of EXO? It did. Okay. It did because I had that going on at the same time as the Kenny Burns situation. You know what I'm saying? So like both of those going on at the same time was like, whoa! I was busy as a motherfucker. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> Yeah, I was out of town overseas and shit. Everybody was like, damn, when you gonna be in town? Like, I would get calls. They would, expect, they would be like, you in town first. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. Trying to find out who you were. So, yeah, um, uh, 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 that whole, yeah. that group, uh, Diamond District, was uh, was you, Odyssey, and YU, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, is that still a thing? I noticed uh, YU was on. Uh, 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 culture over corporate. Yeah, it is still a thing. We got an album coming out. Um, so that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, not really? as got an album District, coming out. Not as Diamond District, but oh, you and why you? Why you producing the album for me? Oh, you know okay, yeah, yeah. So, so that's so that's so that's gonna be with the Diamond District fans that's waiting for Diamond District. Y'all can still get. Uh, uh, those elements. You know what I'm saying? Man, we gotta get Odyssey you know? back on board. Man, he he got he got too big. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. That's that's a whole another conversation, but right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what though? Um, we 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 talked about um, just like our feelings and all that, and like I'll be like my last um, my last song when he was in town. Um, okay, that's what's up. That. So it was like we just got you know, um, and that was in the midst of. Um, him giving me the beats to, cause his part of the album is already done. I just gotta uh, knock out why you side. You know what I'm saying? But okay. Uh, but it's all like 2021 type type stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm way far ahead with this. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and you kind of gotta stay a couple steps ahead, right, to keep stuff. Yeah, moving. definitely. Hold on, Dave. Yeah. I got some more questions. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So I, I got to. Well, I, I don't know if people know this, but I, I think I have almost every one of your projects. And not only that, I think I've gotten every project personally from you, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So I Thank guess you, the bro. next question Jeez. is, I got the, uh, the Culture Over Corporate one, right? Produced by yeah. uh, uh, Drew, Dave. Drew Dave, right? Now, I mm. noticed the part two is produced by Kev Brown. And I know yeah. a couple years back, Kev was going through some shit in regards yeah, to yeah. you know uh, his artistic appreciation and um a lot of producers go through that you know what I, I know saying? I know I a lot of artists go through that way as though they feel as though um they're not appreciated or nobody's hearing them and all that right. and a lot of that strength with me like I said Islam and the reason I'm here for real for real um that that gave me strength, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that for real, for real, when I leave here, the music that I did here really would be irrelevant as far as like where I'm going in the next life. Mm. It's not gonna mean nothing, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Only thing is, only thing I can really take with me is my good deeds and my bad deeds. You know what mm. I'm saying? 
and yeah. the people that and, and, and the people the resi the spiritual residual income that, that that I would get when I help produce good people. And they help producing good people long after I'm gone. Dang. So I'm still benefiting in the here after. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that's really gonna matter. Hey, that's what I was getting ready to say. Don't forget part of it. That's so what you just said is your legacy. Yeah, yeah. even that. Exactly. Yeah. And that has no 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 money value. That's beyond yeah. money. Yeah, man, it is. So yeah. the the last part of that question was, you know, in working with Kev, does he seem to have a renewed sense of purpose and, and working with um, him recently on this project? I would say yeah, yeah, and, and and it went up and down because um after the, well I think what you're what you're talking about we recorded the album right before that happened. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah. So this is way back then. Yeah, We've yeah, been yeah. This been done. You know what I'm saying? So That's I got drinks lined up like that, like. <laughs> so this joint been in the cut for a minute. So he went. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of drinks like that too. Yeah, when we recorded that joint, he had just went through that, and I think something that went through with his, uh, his, um, his, his grandmother, if I'm not mistaken. And um, sometimes for artists, it can be like uh, uh, a stability thing, to where as though um, they 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 want to do certain things, but of course, you know, based on their career and where they may be at. Not saying him individually, but just in general, based on where they at, they may not be able to do what they want to financially for mm -hmm. someone else. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. can cause anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, uh, then we got our coping mechanisms for the anxiety that we get. You know what I'm saying? But that's why, man, like I said, man, I just be, I got God behind me, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, without that, I man, you'll go crazy out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm seeing the artists go left with it, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like, yeah. So, uh, when, when I started rapping, it wasn't for nobody to hear it. It was just for me, you know what I'm saying? So I keep that in mind a lot too, though, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You know, now that people was hearing it and they acknowledging me like, oh, man, that's what's up, man, man, you dope, woody, woody, wow. I don't even try to let that go to my head either. You know what I mean? Right. But it's I, I like it. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, so it's, it's something. That, it's something that I created. So I try yeah. to stay out of what I created. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so important, and, yeah. and that's in every, and that's in all things. And what they do and what I do, what you do, they. When you never forget why you do what you do, yeah. because yeah. when the fame comes and the popularity comes you can lose yourself in things that are exterior to your of yourself yeah. but you always yeah. have to remember your why and your why is inside yeah. Yeah, that's dope Fact. and it's easy to get lost in that man some old man when i was with kenny burns you know uh 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 man we was with everybody man it wasn't nobody in the industry we wasn't with and i like, seen you with the pick with with nip yeah yeah Nipsey, man, I'm I'm running around with everybody, man. Then the, the the network I got from being with Odyssey with Pete Rosenberg between Pete Rosenberg and Kenny Burns, and right. I was everywhere. We was I was around the world with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my bad, Dave. I got everybody. two more questions. I got two more questions, XO. Yeah. Okay. What's your yeah. biggest song? 
my biggest song. Yep. Probably be um, good vibes. I would say. Mm. On YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, good vibes for real niggas only. A lot of people like for real niggas only. My I, biggest I, song. I thought that was it. I thought I thought for real niggas only was, but that's why I asked you. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my 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 biggest song ain't came out yet. Nobody's heard Indeed. it. Yet. Right. You know what I'm All right, this is my it's last question. Out. Then it's I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Dave do his his notes and shit. <laughs> okay. Have you ever had a Crown Vic? <laughs> um. Uh, I had a Chevy. No, Caprice. nigga. Well, that's a no. A Chevy Caprice. Don't that don't count. Nah, no. Why, why aren't they interchangeable, XO? Tell them. Huh? They're not interchangeable. I had the bubble though. But still, but why? They, why, why, like, they don't know. Bubble, why would I ask you if you have a Crown Vic? Because the, the, the Crown Vic music. AB had the Crown Vic. That's why he oh, did okay, it. Okay, okay. Like all right, all right. This is Crown Vic music. Yeah. I, had, I had the Chevy Shout out to Chevy Jump. You know Look, because I, I, I was about to do the uh, the uh, treatment for the video with me, you, and ML. And so I was yeah. I was recruiting Bammers with all, I was going to get like 30 Crown Vicks just to be part. That would have worked too, though. Yeah, yeah. We still, we still probably going to do it. You know, uh, my budget oh, ain't, ain't oh, right. Post COVID 19. Yeah, post COVID. We're going to have a caravan of Crown Vicks. It's like a club that um that they got. I think on Merlin, like a little Crown Vic club, a oh, car wow. club, a bunch of guys yeah. got Crown Vic. Yeah, because they got a they got a, a a box Chevy joint too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I do have a I do have a quick. It's gonna be quick. <laughs> we taking over your interview, right. Dave. No, I got. <laughs> so, I'm a. Uh, I got a. I always got a. I'm a uh, very archaic analog girl, and I don't really know like about where to find music and all. I just found out Jay has songs on, on iTunes. Where, does, mm. <laughs> where where can people, where, I know uh, Dave's probably going to ask you this, but where can I like find your music? Because it's hard to find music that's not mainstream if you don't know where to look for it. Right. Um, well, I, I, when I say mainstream, like, you know what I mean. Like, I know what you're talking about. Okay, all right. Yeah, if, if, if um, it's like, hmm. Hmm. One thing we got, I'm going to answer your question, right? But one thing we got to teach the kids is like for that real knowledge, it's like for that real music that we want. It's like, it's almost like we got to inconvenience ourselves or we got to like go out of our way to get it. Right, absolutely. You know what I'm Anything that comes too easy, usually it's like, hmm, it's not the best of quality. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm asking easy. you. Yeah. <laughs> So that's down for information and all that. This is for the people watching, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They take on that mentality right. of, man, dig through the crates, you know what I'm saying, for that, for, for the jewels, you know what I'm saying? You'll find it. But, like, mm-hmm. um, for me, UptownXO.com. Then I got CultureOverCorporate.com. That got, that's my latest, like, website, CultureOverCorporate.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and my stuff is on YouTube, iTunes, Tidal, Spotify, Google Play. It's on all digital platforms. You just type my name in Uptown XO. And um my I got a bandcamp too. Um Uptown XO bandcamp.com. That got all my uh old stuff on it, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm on Spotify as well. But um you can go to websites like hip hop dx two doughboys.com uh to find the, the underground artists, you know what I'm saying? Because um how I got hit was even being around Wale. It was on a website called um, hiphopunderground.com back in the day. And that was that was a website that was like 
promoting him a lot. And it was a, like a blog joint. I was like, what is a blog? You know what I'm saying? Back then, right, right. <laughs> 2007, you know what I'm saying? They was the ones that told me, look, get you a MySpace, bro. Get you a Facebook, bro. I'm like, what's that? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah. So they was the ones that hit me Wale and Sneaker Man Band. They was the ones that hit me uh, to that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, hold on. What was your question again? I'm tripping. No, you actually hit all of you. I put your website up here. You said UptownXO.com. Oh, you said yeah. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said Bandcamp. So, so I yeah, just got but, a couple but, more. I just got a couple more for you. You free now, Dave? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> do your shit, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> now that it's almost time to wrap up. No, nah, right. nah, But yeah, um, just going back, you spoke about um, you know, that whole time when you was doing one one ten. My favorite song on on there, and the re probably the reason it's my favorite uh album is is the joint the joint you did with with Tabby that we are the ones, and just because not only Odyssey, man. Produced by Odyssey. Produced by Odyssey, right, right. And and yeah. not only was like like your verses was like uh stuff like I put your your first and second verse on that joint up against any verse in hip hop right now. But also, uh, you know, Tab is a dope artist, but I feel like, you know, your ability kinda elevated, like he kinda pushed it to a certain level. Yeah, Tabby like, Jack got loose let, on that let, joint. Let me tell you a backstory <laughs> about that joint, right? Yeah, now, definitely, why, definitely. Um, you know when you y'all know Garvey the Chosen One? Yeah, yeah. So Garvey the Chosen One did a diss record on um Tabby and Wale back in the day, right? Okay. I never knew that. And, and that verse that Tabby put out was actually a rebuttal dissing Garvey on my jump, right? Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't even know, know that. It was oh, you ain't know? though Jay Z shit. Right. So one of my mans pointed out to Garvey, you know what I'm saying? And I'm uptown, I'm around 35-00, and God, I would see Garvey sometimes on 14th Street. Right. So uh, he called Garvey, called me like, X, how you gonna let Tabby diss me on that joint, man? And you and you get on the right, I'm like, oh, oh, I don't, I, I ain't know that nigga dissed you, bro. Right. <laughs> he, he ain't say your name or none of that. And bro, like, you dissed him first anyway, so that's his rebuttal. But right. call him. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> hey, right, yeah. I gotta go back and listen you know to this verse now. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back and listen to him. You know what I'm saying? But uh that yeah, that's so that was a little con that was a little controversy. That's why right Tabby there. was getting loose on that joint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was like, You conveniently apologize and now they wanna hang. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? So he was like, Oh, cause cause he dissed him, then he came back and apologized, like, my bad, man, we squashed that shit with you walk, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's always like I still play that joint to this day. Whenever I put together a mix, like if I'm going on a long drive or something, that's always on there. Like them, ver like you, you murdered them. I gotta put that joint back out, man. Fact, man. Fact, I'm putting that joint back out. Okay, yeah. the whole joint or just that song? Maybe the whole joint, but um, I'm on maybe the whole one one ten joint because it's it's not on iTunes or Spotify. It's it's, it's underground. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Yeah. Only you know about that joint. Right, the world right. ain't heard that <laughs> like that. Right. It's strong though. It's strong <laughs> though. I I think it'll work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Even nah, the joint you said, yeah. you know, the joint you did with um with with Raheem. Like I know you said it's not the vibe you on right now, but that joint go to that joint still know? go though. Yeah, yeah, but I but I definitely uh, feel it not being your vibe though. It do go, but I can't. I ain't trying to promote Understood, that message, man. Yeah. Take take home. You talking about taking a girl yeah, home? Yeah, Call him take home. Nah, I ain't, I ain't putting out that message. You know Understood, what I'm saying? Yeah. Not me. Yeah, and that's uh that's something like 
um, one of the things you was talking about n- not really going with like the labels because that was one of my questions. I know it was it was a time in your career where you was having conversations with the labels and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. so you you pretty much answered it already about not not taking that route, and that's a, a big part of it is they would have more. I wanted to decisions. back then though. Right, right. Back right. then I wanted to. But now you're much the blessing it is, right? Yeah, I see how uh, 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 how they take advantage of youth. I was a kid back then. I was 22, 23, 24 right. in, the, in, the, in that era. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid. They take advantage of young, impressionable kids from the hood that ain't got nothing. They know they ain't got nothing. And then they try to offer all this and light splits and glam in your face and have us thinking we set for life. You know what I'm saying? Just sign your life away. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. they, they, take, they take advantage of us not being... Uh, knowledgeable, so young, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So that's why you see these rappers 18, 19, and they 20s, you know what I'm saying? Pac was 25 when he died. Right. You know, but that's that vulnerable age that we in where uh, we're not firmly embedded in truth, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like 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 the roots is in, in the tree is embedded in the ground. The wind can't knock the tree down, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. yeah. But, but, but once, once, once the tree ain't got no root, it's like where, where the wind blows, you know what I'm saying? It's like oh. wherever the wind blows, that's where the way where they gonna go. And yeah. that's how it is today. You know what I'm saying? Down the wind, dresses and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So that's a whole you gotta be deeply problem. rooted in the knowledge, man, is to stand firm on something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um so I wanna ask you the, the, the two main questions I usually ask most of our guests, and I and I'm really interested in hearing your answer about it. The first one is, you know, there's a lot of people, um, especially in DC but you know, all over people who have become fans of yours and there's young people who look up to you who wanna uh, follow that path, who wanna get into hip hop and, 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 and have that um, that authenticity that you have. And it's not really into like the, you know, um, what, what's popular right now and everything, but, but just to have that depth and everything. What kind of advice would you give, you know, young artists coming up that's trying to, not just following your footsteps, but, but make a mark in the world, in the, in the music world? Um, just man, share your knowledge, man, through your music, and um, and make it fun. That's all I can say. Okay. You know, um, I look up the artists like man, or I look at artists like KRS-One and Rakim that I used to listen to. That dudes, you'd be like, man, X, man, listen to this right here, bro. You know what I'm saying? He should be a Nick. He should be a dude that 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 uh used to come to uh, me and Wale job back in the day. His name was um. Damn, got his name, man. Um, damn, he used to be bootlegging. Uh, he lived long from him uptown. He used to be bootlegging DVDs and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he come through bootlegging DVDs and stuff like that. But they know we rapping and know what, what lane while they was in it. He know what lane I, I was in. The conversations that we were having here. His name was True. Okay. That was his name, True. So he's always be giving me like yo, act, listen to this right here. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know, I, I had my own taste, but he like put me on. Right. You know what I'm saying? To make me look, li- listen to what you know the, the elders was listening to. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? Which is why you you have artists like Joey Badass and uh-huh. um, artists that's reminiscent to the old school. That job like how I was too when me and my music because. You know, I, I had OGs, man, put me on. Like, man, listen to this, man, Rock Him, man. Listen to this KRS-One. Listen to this Rock, Roscoe's Nature of the Threat. Listen to this um, 
uh, uh, killer priest basic basic instructions before leaving Earth joint. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he took it back with the rise cars and the killer priest. Yeah, I'm saying know. like that. That's what y'all like built, and as you can see, like when I look at myself, it's like, damn, no, I'm I'm that type of artist for now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So before I uh, ask the last question, I want to see was there anything else you guys wanted to uh, ask? Nah, I'm good. I think I got all my stuff out. Okay. I'm good too. I just want to say thank you for what you said about the queens and the representation of. Um, how we portray ourselves and how um, you portray us in your music. So I appreciate that and keep shining. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate okay. that. Yeah, and, and oh. the last question um, that I usually ask everybody is, if you had the opportunity, uh, being the person you are right now, you know, everything you've been through and all the wisdom that you've acquired throughout the years, if you could go back in time yes. and talk to 15-year-old Uptown XO, if you could have that con mm. if you could get in a, a a time machine and go back and have a conversation when you catch him out on the block, you know, he like, Hey, come here, let me talk to you. What would that conversation be like? What, what would you say to him? I wouldn't say nothing to myself because that'd have changed probably who I am now to this mm. day, right? But yeah. I would I would I would I would do certain things around him that um that made or, or I was I would I would walk by him and say something. Mm-hmm. Just so that it would be stuck in his head and ring a bell for the rest of his life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you would just you would inception and plant the seed in his <laughs> mind so he could. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't interfere. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because right. I was wild at 15 anyway. You know what I'm okay. saying? Right, right. For real, 15, 16, 17. Them was like my. I was a monster. Them was my monster years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Coming down U Street to rock that uh, what is it? Capital City Records, man. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Them days, man. Yeah. I was right. 16 going down that joint. That's how I met Odyssey, NYU, um, those guys, man. For real. Yeah. Yeah. For real. But back in them days, yeah, I wouldn't try. No. <laughs> so you you wouldn't have heard it anyway if you'd have said something to you, right? Yeah, I wasn't even listening to my mother. I, 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 I didn't have no authority, you know what I'm saying? And I'm helping my mother pay bills at that point, too. So it's like, she's, I'm looking at her, she was an authority. I gave her that respect, but it was, I was, it was like we was equals at that point. You know what right. I'm saying? That's when you pay bills, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So. Yeah, well, hey, man, just on, on behalf of myself, uh, Patrice and Jay, man, I want to thank you for coming through and chopping it up with us. I want you to take take a moment to uh, let everybody know again where they can find your music and where they can hey. find you. Uh, so yeah, um, do that. Uptown XO, Uptown XO underscore Elu on Instagram, Uptown XO on um, Twitter, uh, Uptown XO on Facebook. That's my music page. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, UptownXO.com, UpCultureOverCorporate.com. Uh, um and uh yeah. yeah make sure y'all check out the new album culture over corporate volume two produced by cat brand it's out right now it's only 18 minutes long you know what i'm saying it's an ep right. for real for real you know what i mean right right i, I know uh, sure you check out the first album too. that's strategic right yeah 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 because we got some more music coming i thought i thought i was gonna hit duff on on one of these new tracks man you are you want him but oh, okay that may be 2021 Indeed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
<laughs> you know, you know, I got, I got, I got albums. I got chapters. You know right. what I'm saying? It is, it is yeah. definitely, definitely gonna be yeah. included on some, on some yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we we gonna that uh, project work it out. Gonna yeah. Yeah, we're going to work it out next time to have you in the building so we can get some bars from you, man. We're going to put on a beat, let you go crazy. Just you know? so you know, you got to come in live to do our podcast, XO. Give me the Let me know when and where next time. We got you. We got you. I don't think anybody let me know when and where to be. That's the bet. They said they're going to let me um, do a few lines, too. Bars. Sing a hook, yeah, maybe. No, no, see, I she, mean, not not lines. <laughs> you about to do some coke in this joint? Let me do some lines oh, too. Shit. No. Nah, nah, but, uh, but yeah, man. Again, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, coming through and talking to us. Um, we definitely everybody. You. you know, get that culture over corporate volume two and volume one. Check out all this stuff. You know, uh, like I said, top five level MC, one of the best out of the city, if not the arguably the best lyricist you know out of the city one of the best i've ever heard and we, we appreciate you brother definitely 100%. thank you man. i appreciate y'all man 100 i bet bet so on behalf of myself super dave aka mr incredible super patrice fruitfit jones fruitfit. and jason dc's native son this hey. is another Jay-san. episode of the neighborish live cast shout out to our special guest uptown xo uh y'all check us out next week uh, we'll be back with another great show, more great conversation, more great content. And, uh, yeah, have a great week. Peace. Peace.